Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh And welcome back to the Quran Study Weekly Podcast This is your host Omer And this is episode number 7 And I realize it has been uh, a few weeks that we haven't been recording the podcast uh, Due to several reasons But inshallah I will try to be regular from now on I don't want to be one of those podcasts which is uh, really enthusiastic in the beginning and then tapers off and uh, you never hear from them again so let's continue to record and continue to subscribe and listen to the podcast and inshallah make dua for me to persevere and deliver the uh, Quran study weekly uh, lessons and instructions and pointers uh, regularly inshallah so in this episode, we're going to continue with the um, next part of the introduction to the Tajweed of the Qur'an from the book Ahkam Tajweed al-Qur'an that we've been using. This is if you're using the PDF version that is available online. And this is on page 23 where we talk about the principles of Tajweed. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Um, and then uh, we're going to end with uh, the definition of the mistake, what types of mistakes there are and how to recognize them and so on. So inshallah that's what we're going to cover. And um, But before we start, as is our custom, I'm going to recite a surah. And in this episode I'm going to recite Suratul Muzammil, inshallah. A'udhu Billahi Minash بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها المزمل قم الليل إلا قليلا نصفه أب قص منه قليلا أوزد عليه ورتل القرآن ترقيلا إنا سنلقي عليك قولا ثقيلا إن ناشئة الليل هي أشد وطأ وأقوى مقيلا إن لك في النهار سبحا طويلا واذكر اسم ربك وتبتل إليه تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا إله إلا هو فاتخذه وكيلا واصبر على ما يقولون واهجرهم هجرا جميلا وذرني والمكذبين أولي النعمة ومهلهم قليلا إن لدينا أنكالا وجحيما وطعاما ذا غصة وعذابا أليما يوم ترجف الأرض والجبال وكانت الجبال كثيبا مهيلا إنا أرسلنا إليكم رسولا شاهدا عليكم كما أرسلنا إلى فرعون رسولا فعصى فرعون الرسول فأخذناه أخذا وبيلا وكيف تتقون إن كفرتم يوما يجعل البلدان شيبا السماء منفطر به كان وعده مفعولا إن هذه تذكرة فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه سبيلا إن ربك يعلم أنك تقوم أدنى من ثلثي الليل ونصفه وثلثه وطائفة من الذين معك 
والله يقدر الليل والنهار علم أن لن تحصوه فتاب عليكم فقرأوا ما تيسر من القرآن علم أن سيكون منكم مرضى وآخرون يضربون في الأرض وآخرون يضربون في الأرض يبتغون من فضل الله وآخرون وآخرون يقاتلون في سبيل الله فقرأوا ما تيسر من وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة وأقرضوا الله قرضا حسنا وما تقدموا لأنفسكم من خير تجدوه عند الله وخيرا وأعظم أجرا واستغفر الله إن الله غفور رحيم Okay, so in this episode, uh, we're going to look at um, principles of Tajweed. So if you're looking at the book, Ahkam Tajweed Al-Quran, turn to page 23, where it has the principles of Tajweed listed. Uh, first off, um, its definition, uh, its linguistic definition um, is given as betterment, to make something better. Uh, tajweed is to make something better to make um, you know in this case the recitation of the Quran better but the word itself the linguistic meaning is betterment um, the practical definition uh, as applied to the recitation of the Quran um, is that you know when you're doing Tajweed when you're reading it with Tajweed you're articulating every letter from its articulation point and giving the letter its rights and dues of characteristics. So, haq al-huruf or haq al-harf, the rights of the letter uh, is the required characteristic that never leave it. Okay, so that really, um, you know, the the right of the letter is to, um, is comprised of the characteristics characteristics that never leave it that you have to have those characteristics in order to pronounce that letter the dues of the letters um, are basically the um, characteristics that are present some of the time and not present in uh, other times so it depends on the context where where the the letter occurs in the word or sentence is how uh, you know how you pronounce it and those are called the dues uh, the rights and the dues those two things are uh, you know what makes the uh, the, uh, the characteristics of the letter hope that's making sense so an example of that is idram idram is uh, like you know um, when you're doing the when you're reciting you will we will talk about the rules of uh, tajweed and uh, we will discuss all of them and uh, idram is one of them okay um, and it it basically has to do with the context of where the letter is found and which letter it is and so on and what what letter follows it and what precedes it and so on so there's a lot of exciting rules around uh, um, these things and we will learn that in, during the course of um, the Tajweed lessons, insha'Allah. Uh, its formation, the words of the glorious Qur'an and some uh, honorable ahadith as well. So, um, you know, obviously you don't use Tajweed when you're doing uh, 
you know, reading a newspaper, or reading a book, or uh, just watching the news or anything like that. There is no tajweed there. But um, the Quran is to be recited with tajweed because it is, um, you know, it, 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 that's where tajweed is applicable. Okay? And some of the ahadiths, not all of them, but um, some of the ahadiths also require. So this is new to me actually, I didn't know that. I don't remember reading about some ahadiths needing uh, tajweed, but inshallah we will learn more about this. And what are the fruits of tajweed? Uh, it is to preserve the tongue from making mistakes in pronunciation of the glorious Quran during recitation. So that is re basically the, the goal of uh, learning tajweed is so we learn how to pronounce each and every letter properly so we don't make mistakes while reciting <laughs> and the thing with Arabic is you know as we, as we will learn Arabic and uh, learn to recite the Quran is to you know how quickly the meaning will change if you don't pronounce it properly if you use the wrong pronunciation or you know switch the word or switch the letter and switch the uh, vowel a little bit it may seem like a subtle change but uh, the meaning uh, is going to be uh, you know to make a world of difference and um, people who know Arabic the Arab people will uh, you know definitely uh, realize that right away but for people who are non-Arabs uh, it takes some practice and some learning of Arabic to get to that level inshallah we will get there its uh, precedence is one of the most honored of sciences and one, one of the best of them due to the relation to Allah's words obviously the the role of tajweed is so high the 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 level of tajweed is so high because it has to do with reciting the Quran which is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala its place within the sciences uh, it is one of the Islamic law sciences that are related to the glorious Quran obviously law because uh, it has ahkam, the rules and regulations and so on so that has to do with the law sciences and uh, what happens if you recite incorrectly and you know what is the what is <coughs> what is the ruling for not learning tajweed and reciting and so on so we will learn about those as well inshallah who's the founder of tajweed the rule setting is from uh, from the practical point of view is muhammad sallallahu the prophet sallallahu because the quran was revealed to him from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most high with tajweed and he sallallahu was instructed on it from the trustworthy jibreel alayhi salam uh, he taught it with uh, he taught um, the Prophet ﷺ taught it to his companions, who then taught it to their followers, and on and on until it came to us by these chains of narrations. So these are all preserved. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Allah Taala uh, promised that He will preserve the Quran and its recitation the, exactly as it was revealed. The rule setters from the scientific point of view are the scholars of the Quranic sciences, such as Abu Ubaid al-Qasim bin Salam. So, you know, obviously scholars actually wrote the rules down and, you know, they made it into, you know, systematic regulations that people can read and understand and learn about it. But uh, 
the, the actual practical recitation came from the Prophet and it was recited to him by the angel Jibreel السلام, which came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So just imagine the level of Tajweed. It, it is literally from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he intended it. And its precept, uh, what is the hukum? Uh, knowledge of Tajweed is fard kifaya. Some, somebody in the community must know it so he or she can teach it to the rest of the population. And its application is fardain. Fardain means that it is required by everyone to apply this knowledge when they are reciting the Quran. So in, in fact, everybody must know it. But uh, in order to be able to teach only uh, you know, a few people, if they are able to teach it, it will be sufficient. But uh, in order for people to actually recite, even if you've memorized uh, one surah, you have to recite it with tajweed. So it is mandatory. It's not an optional thing for Muslims, but it's mandatory to spend the time and effort to learn the tajweed rules so you can recite it properly. You don't necessarily have to be able to memorize the rules, but you have to know them as it applies to the Quran so you don't make mistakes while reciting. You recite it correctly with the correct maharaj, correct articulation points and so on. And Allah knows best. And reasons for its rules. Um, guarding the glorious Quran and preserving it from distortion. That is the main reason. And uh, historically when the Arabs um, mixed with non-Arabs after the spread of Islam and the Muslims feared that the Arab tongue would become corrupted with its uh, intermixing. It then became mandatory for the rules to be put down that would uh, preserve the Quranic reading from mistakes and guarantee the reader of the, Quran, uh, of the Quran and integrity of pronunciation. So hope that's clear. That obviously to the Arabs it makes, um, you know, they, they know the language and it is in their tongue. So they wouldn't make the same mistakes uh, as the non-Arabs. And obviously when, uh, when the Qur'an is being taught, uh, the person who is teaching has to know it. So they know the rules and regulations. So it can happen where the teacher himself or herself doesn't know and they end up teaching incorrectly. So that has to be avoided at all costs. Uh, its principles. The knowledge of Tajweed is contingent on four matters. Knowledge of the articulation points of the letters. Knowledge of the characteristics of the letters. Knowledge of what rules change in the letters due to the order of letters. And exercising the tongue and a lot of repetition. So you can uh, customize or acclimate your tongue so it is capable of pronouncing it properly. So that was basically the principles of Tajweed, uh, page number 23 and 24 of the book. Now we move on to um, page number 25, which has to do with Allahan. Allahan is basically uh, a mistake. Okay, So we are basically talking about um, mistakes when it comes to reciting the Quran. So Tajweed basically is to avoid these 
uh, you know these mistakes and any other mistake so it is defined as a mistake in, in deviation from correctness when reading and it has two divisions two major divisions that uh, scholars have put forth and uh, there are uh, uh, I was gonna say they're obvious but let's let's read what what the mistakes mistake divisions are so it says lahan jelly lahir obvious and clear mistakes and lahan khafi mustatir obscured and hidden mistakes so the definition i mean you can read the text yourself but uh, the clear obvious and clear mistakes are basically you are using the wrong letter in the word for example instead of a ta you're saying ta instead of a qaf you're saying kaf instead of a aim you're saying alif or hamza so those are common mistakes and uh, usually it happens because of carelessness people don't really pay attention and it is a very bad idea to not improve on those because you're basically uh, you know not not learning is not an option it is mandatory to learn uh, if you're going to read uh, surah al-fatiha every muslim has to read you have to read it properly in its tajweed and you have to pronounce the ha the ain the qaf the ta and the da and the dad and the ta and everything properly from its proper makharij so using the wrong uh, letter is one of the mistakes and another mistake is if you uh, use the wrong vowel um, such as you know if you were supposed to use the fatha use um, the a sound you said e sound instead of that you get kasra or dhamma the u sound so obviously those are also clear and obvious mistakes uh, also you could uh, substitute a sukoon with a fatha or dhamma or kasra and that would also be a obvious mistake so instead of uh, stopping or being uh, st staying still on a letter you have to actually have a vowel on it so you know that could be a obvious mistake now for the obscured and hidden mistakes they are a little bit more difficult to uh, detect and uh, usually they can only be detected by people who know tajweed and uh, so there are two types of these uh, obscured and hidden mistakes as well the first type is uh, you know the easier to detect mistakes the lighter ones uh, such as idram or you know doing improper gunna or something like that um, so that is one part and if you if, if you uh, are reciting and you make that mistake person who is uh, who has learned to read the Quran with Tajweed can detect that and then the second type is much more difficult to detect it can be only be detected by skilled read, skilled readers of the Quran um, and they can be very very subtle but still mistakes uh, such as uh, according to, to this text uh, the unwanted repetition of the raw uh, and uh, you know pronouncing the the dhamma incorrectly without without uh, um, circling your lips or you know not pronouncing the fatha or kasra properly in very subtle situations such as alayhim bihi 
So, uh, you know, only people who are really, really skilled in Tajweed and have a lot of experience in it will be able to detect those. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. So this is it for today. Inshallah, uh, if you have the book, read ahead uh, to the next uh, part. Chapter 2 is where we will discuss Makharij al-Huruf. And I'm trying to figure out how I would I'm going to discuss this because this is a visual uh, exercise, so to speak. You have to kind of look at the text, look at the mouth and the tongue and the teeth and the throat. Uh, so there are diagrams in the book that kind of explain where the maharaj of the or the articulation points of the letters are. So. Let me think about it a little bit, how to best go about uh, delivering this in a podcast. I might have to rely on YouTube videos, so I will point you to uh, you know, some good YouTube videos that you can watch and uh, figure out how to do this uh, visually so you can learn. Insha'Allah ta'ala. So make dua for me and spread the word, subscribe. Uh, share this podcast with your friends, families, and associates and whoever you think will benefit. Share it on your social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever is your um, social media preference. Share this with everybody you can. And inshallah, um, I will try to be more regular from now on and uh, we'll talk to you in the next lesson on articulation points makharij al-huruf so you should read uh, starting from page 28 all the way to page 38 so 10 pages for you to read from now on until the next lesson so if you've read those you'll benefit and since this is a recorded session so even if you haven't read it by the time I record the next one, you can always just read it before listening to the podcast. And I'll try to remember and mention that before at the beginning of the next podcast episode, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.